0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app.
1: Talk now with our guy Brian Baldinger, our Odyssey NFL insider. He joins us now on the Roman guest line. You can also hear Brian with Jason Lockenfora on Baldy's breakdowns. With new episodes out every single week, all you have to do search Baldy on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. So, Brian, you were on the call yesterday for Kansas City Green Bay, and that was the game we were all looking forward to because it was supposed to be Mahomes and Rogers. Instead, ends up being uh, Mahomes and Jordan Love. So we kind of know. What we saw from Jordan Love, and it's too early to tell. He was blitzed on 80% of his dropbacks. But what's going on right now with Kansas City? I would rather talk about Patrick Mahomes because the Chiefs don't look good right now. The turnovers, we yeah. see him every week, and Mahomes just looks off right now. Uh, what's going on with him, Baldy? We asked Baldy about how bad they look every single week. But it's we like, had, our tra- yeah. it's like our traditional question. But we expect him like to bounce back one of these weeks, and... He leads the league in interceptions right now. and We're talking about Patrick well, Mahomes. They, I mean, they,
2: they didn't turn it over yesterday, but, I mean, they scored 13 points. They, right. they, they, can't, they cannot get the big play. It just doesn't exist. Uh, they just can't get the ball down the field. And when they have to dink and dunk to get themselves down the field, they get frustrated and they make mistakes. Uh, the offense, I mean, Mahomes doesn't really trust the offensive line. They're on their third right tackle right now to really give him time for those plays to develop down the field. And then, you know, just the type of magic plays that he'd made for the last three years, they're just not there right now. Teams are playing zone; They're not blitzing. uh, They're all staying back and waiting. They've seen all these route combinations right now. All the pre-snap motion stuff that used to look like it was next level, all of a sudden looks like it doesn't really do anything anymore. And so they just they, they literally can't get, any big plays down the field. And that's what hurts them the most.
3: Baldy, we had three big trap games this weekend. Denver beat the brakes off of Dallas. I mean, it was 30, 30 to zero when you looked up. Uh, And it was just one of those weird games where everything went wrong. Even when you block a punt, they still end up getting a first down. Then Jacksonville, obviously strange game. there, nine to six Titans beating the doors off the Rams, even though the, uh, the yardage and offense disparity was massive. Um, you've been watching film for a long time. Me and Cam, our producer, were talking about just your love of film and breaking it down. And why, in, in all of the time that you've been watching games, why, in your estimation, do trap games exist at this point in time during the season? Like between week eight and week 12, a lot of bettors lose a lot of money because of these upsets. And is it possible to identify trap games ahead of time?
2: Well, see, I, I don't believe in trap games. So that's just me. I know know that phrase is out there. I certainly know what it means, but I don't believe in it. I mean, I think Denver went to Dallas and just physically, I mean, they defended the ball. I mean, Dak had his worst game this year and one of the worst games he's ever played. And if you look at the ball, whether it was trying to go down the field or crossing routes or whatever, I mean, the Denver Broncos secondary, they defended everything, whether it was Patrick Sertan on tight ends, whether it was uh, Justin Simmons down the field whether it was Ronald Darby. I mean, they played about as well as you could play defensively. And then we saw, like, the coming out party for Javante Williams. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy is hes a bull, that kid. Like, nobody could tackle him. And so they ran the ball, you know, repeatedly at Dallas, and nobody had been able to do that so far uh, with Melvin Gordon, a good one-two punch. If you look at uh, you know, what Tennessee did to the Rams, I mean, they have the best defensive front in football. They've won five in a row. Um, they don't have to blitz. In fact, they never blitz. But their front four right now, Bud Dupree, Danico, Archery, uh Simmons, along with Harold Landry, is the best in football. They hit Matt Stafford 12 times and sacked him five times yesterday. And that was with max protection. They still whipped him. And so, and then if you look at, you know, a guy like Kevin Byard, one of my favorite players in the league, I mean, he's had a takeaway, at least one, in five straight games. And he, you know, I mean, he's the guy who's just a thief. You know, like pr- protect your jewelry. Like that guy will take it from you. Mm. Like footballs, it doesn't matter. Like he he will steal the ball. So, you know, I mean, these things do exist. I guess trap games, but in all these cases, these teams outplayed the other team, and that I don't believe they were looking ahead or anything else like that. They 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 outplayed these teams.
3: So you think that it was possible to predict these upsets from a football perspective, just X's and O's and matchups ahead of time, or or what?
2: Well, you know, Denver right now has got a winning record, and I couldn't have predicted that they would shut Dallas down that much. Um, but I would, I would have predicted that Tennessee would have played very well defensively. I, I didn't think that they would do much offensively, mm-hmm. but they didn't have to. And so I didn't think Adrian Peterson or Jeremy McNichols or any of these guys are going to run a ball against the Rams. But I, I thought that defensively they would keep them in the game. And, you know, the, the Rams couldn't get a touchdown to the final play of the game. And so I thought that might be able to happen. And this is a defense now that I would say in the first month of the season was amongst the worst in football. But Bud Dupree got healthy. <clears throat> They've really kind of found, you know, some players along the way. And now they're playing as well as any defensive football.
0: Baldy, um, one of the uh, million-dollar questions right now, or I guess $7 million question, is Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, I'm looking at the waiver wire, and he wants to go to a competitor. He wants to go to a team that has postseason aspirations, deep postseason aspirations. And at the top of this waiver order, I see teams like the Lions, the Dolphins, the Texans, Jaguars, teams that don't fit that bill. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, where do you think Odell Beckham Jr. ends up? And number two, where would you like to see Odell Beckham Jr. end up?
2: Well, <clears throat> I mean, he didn't want to be in Cleveland before the season started. He didn't want to be there because right. he knew the type of offense it was. And he, he knew that, like, you could look at that offense. I mean, Donovan Peoples-Jones leads that team with three touchdown catches. One of them is a Hail Mary, and one was a 60-yard bomb the other day. Right. I mean, Juice Landry doesn't have a touchdown catch. They really don't throw the ball to wide receivers. They're a running football team. They throw the tight ends into the backs. Um, that's their formula. But I would say, like, if you wanted to find a good landing spot for him, the, the Saints look like they're a wide receiver short, you know, for making a run defensively. They're very, very good. But, uh, you know, he's a New Orleans native. Uh, I think that locker room can certainly handle, mm-hmm. um, you know, Odell Beckham. I think he'd he he, he he'd get tested every day by Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, Lattimore doesn't let anybody win ever, like, against anyone, against air, like, with no pads <laughs> on he doesn't right. want to get beat. Right. right. So that would be good, you know. That kind of atmosphere, I think, would be really good for Odell. And you'd be back home in New Orleans. And you know, we got to find out about the quarterback situation. He may not be real thrilled with and Simeon or Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill. But you know, I mean, that's just the offense right now.
1: Paul, the uh, another trap game yesterday, or whatever you want to call it, was the Bills. Now that was that was a terrible loss. The Bills losing to the Jags. And you know, what are your thoughts on the Bills moving forward? Because Best team in the AFC, we all know they should be the Super Bowl favorites or at least, you know, one of the four Super Bowl favorites right now in the AFC. But, like, I feel like they need to figure out a run game, man, because Josh Allen's their leading rusher, and I like Zach Moss. They don't really use him a whole lot, but I just feel like if they're going to continue to get these number one seeds and be a 13-win football team, and they're hosting games in Buffalo with home field advantage, you're not really going to want Josh Allen dropping back 40 times per game like we see, like, every other week. So what do you think is missing, if anything, from... The Bills, who right now over at MGM are the Super Bowl favorites.
2: Well, I mean, it's it, it's a great game to just tell everybody that's so stat crazy in this world, just get rid of them. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, they went into that game number one in the league in offense and defense, and they scored you know six points. Yeah, so, you know, so like stats don't mean a thing. Uh, execution does. So. You know they have not been able to get the ball this year to Stephon Diggs the way they did last year. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just not happening right now. So that seems to be a, a, an issue, and I don't think he's real thrilled that he's not getting it on a regular basis. Um, they they're a passing team. You know they they like four wide receiver sets, and they lost their tight end Dawson Knox who was having a great year. That was a big loss. Um, but defensively they're very very good. Uh, you know they played good football yesterday. Uh, you know, field goal game. I, I I still think Buffalo can be good, but I watch out for the Patriots right now. The way they're playing. Wow.
3: Yeah. Let's stick with the AFC and back to the Titans, Baldy. You talked about them having you know the best defensive front in football, but now losing Derrick Henry. Uh, do you, like how much would you? I mean, Derrick Henry was averaging 120 yards running the ball. Yeah. This for this season. Um, do you think that the Titans can overcome? Derek, the loss of Derrick Henry and really make a push in the playoffs this year?
2: They can't overcome the loss of him. He, he, he Outside of the quarterbacks, he was the best player in the league. Um, you know, he had never gotten hurt. Uh, he was incredibly reliable. And defenses, like to say that defenses changed to try to stop him is an understatement. I mean, teams, they did, teams did things that they would never do to try to stop Derrick Henry against any other running back. And there's a lot of Nick Chubb, pick a Dalvin Cook, pick a great running back that teams would never do to those running backs. But the whole focus was stopping Derrick Henry. And so, you know, look, I mean, Adrian Peterson's a nice story, I guess, coming back, or (laughs) Jeremy McNichols. I mean, all this stuff. But, like, they won't be able to replace him. They're going to have to do it different, you know, in different ways right now.
0: Baldy, I'm looking at Sam Darnold right now, and um. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why and, and the Why are looking at Sam yeah, b- Why? Because
0: because he needs to look himself in the mirror and I, I think there's one person that could help Sam turn his career around and, it's and you. that is it's not Dar- Robbie NFL Insider <laughs> Brian Baldiger. Baldy, what the hell is going on with Sammy? And how does he fix it? Like, can he ever fix it? Is this the last time we're going to see Sam it's Darnold? fixable. He had three interceptions. He had a 26.3 quarterback. I've never even <laughs> seen a number that low. I could probably go play quarterback right now. No disrespect. I did play the sport and have a better performance than he has put on, not just last uh, Sunday, but the past four or five weeks. Like, how does he cha- Is it mental? What, what are you seeing if you even spend time watching any Sam Darnold film?
2: Well, on the pick six, you know, he got out of harm's way. He got outside the pocket. And he's trying to float the ball to his tight end. And, I mean, it's just a horrible throw going to his left. I mean, just careless throw. and J.C. Jackson's just sitting there in zone coverage, just waiting for his early Christmas gift. Um, It was just a terrible throw. The the interception by Jamie Collins, he just jumped up. He had four passes batted down to line of scrimmage. I mean, all of us combined could go out there and throw 30 passes. We're not going to get four tipped. None of us are. (laughs) No, no,
0: sir.
2: He had four tipped, and one was intercepted by Jamie Collins. Um, he outside of getting the ball to D.J. Moore, he literally can't find a receiver to throw the ball to. And Some of it is, is the receiver's fault. Some of it was li- literally physically. The Patriots whipped that team so badly every single play. I mean, their offensive line, they lost their starting center, they lost their left tackle because they were just physically whipped. Like, they're on the ground just, you know, in in, in agony after just stuff that happened. So they're their backups. They already had backups playing, so – their offensive line was just awful. Christian McCaffrey had one run that was 10 yards other than that. He, like, he couldn't get going. Nobody could. So, the, it's just a very sporadic offense. And when you ask Sam Darnold to make these throws, he can't do it. He just can't do it right now. And I don't know that he'll ever be able to. I wow. mean, the, the injury, the, not just the injury bug, it's just the, the you know, just the turnover bug. Like, he can't escape it right now.
3: Baldy, really quick, because we got to run. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks with issues, we've been talking about him all year. Is it him? Is it the scheme? Jalen Hurts. Like, I saw Devontae Smith. <laughs> like, hey, uh, I need you to throw the ball a little higher to me uh, in the end zone. Is this a Nick Sirianni thing or a, or, or a Jalen thing?
2: I thought Jalen uh, is really improving, to be honest with you. The touchdown throw to, to, to Devontae Smith was a great throw. He missed some now. Don't get me wrong. He, he's a, he's, he doesn't throw with the anticipation he has to. He waits too long. So he's got to have more urgency. He's waiting for these guys to get open rather than throwing it with anticipation to where they're going to be. Part of that is just understanding the coverage and where the ball has to be placed. But I thought for the first time the Eagles joined the NFL in 2021 on Sunday. They, they ran the ball really well. They, they actually got Jalen Hurts under the center, and they had play-action passes called off it, and they hadn't done that at all all year. And my whole thing with the Eagles, and I'm with you on Nick Sirianni, but my whole thing with the Eagles is this, is if you want to spend the year evaluating Jalen Hurts, I don't disagree with that, but put him in a professional offense. Don't put them in a Big 12 offense and have them throw bubble screens and think you're going to make some evaluation of them You're not, and they didn't.